0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Taylor Talks With. And I am joined today by a friend of mine I've known for as long as Strive has been around, Brandon Mowinkle. I'm excited to bring him in here in just a second, have a conversation with him about life, education, photography, creating content. And I'm going to bring in Brandon here and uh, start the conversation. So Brandon, yeah, get get that cup of... Cup of coffee uh, before we start talking here. Thanks for joining, Brandon. Hope you're doing well. Uh, wanted to start off just with you, kind of giving a quick introduction. Uh, but before I do that, I've got to take us back. It's about eight and a half years now. Do you remember the first time we met? And maybe we crossed paths before that, but it was uh, at Milford. You remember that? Yeah, absolutely. You
1: were uh, here for the SNC volleyball tournament um, with uh, Heartland Beats, Heartland. What was the name at the time? Heartland Yeah, Heartland beat. Heartland, Heartland beat. beat, yeah. Um doing this really awesome way futuristic uh, <laughs> thing called live streaming uh our volleyball tournament and that was the first time I met you and uh uh it was it's been cool to have been there since the beginning. Like I saw you that very first time like big time and uh to see Strive evolve throughout that. And uh, the kind of the strange part is Milford wasn't one of the first to jump on board with Strive. We were probably year three or year four before we came on board. But um, I was always a believer in it and uh, really pushed hard um, after getting to know you and um, getting to know what it could do for us as a school district to have um, what would eventually become Strive uh, as part of what we do. And um, yeah, I absolutely remember that first night and uh, it's uh it's been a great journey since.
0: So I actually forgot that I had come in the fall and we hadn't actually started Strive yet. It was Heartland Beat. So thank you for refreshing my memory. I was thinking of the SNC basketball That's tournament right. later in January, February, where I sat in your office uh, in that little commons area. You got me onto a Mac, yep. so because we had both gyms streaming, and that was the first time we'd ever done something under the strive umbrella and that was our launch so i'm forever grateful even though you guys didn't sign up right away you guys let us do that got us internet i think you even been built uh, at one point built a uh, you know kind of stand for us in that other year old gym yep so good memories when you think back uh and you're still there uh i'm doing lots of different things but we're going to kind of reflect back take me through your career journey in education, how you ended up as high school, your 7-12 principal at, at Milford. Yeah,
1: um, this has been a great journey, and it's all revolved uh, around Milford Public Schools. So I just finished my 18th year um, here at Milford. Um, I came here in the fall of 02, um with a brand new baby girl and a wife of a little over a year uh, to take the um, industrial technology teaching position. And uh, I quickly fell in love with this place, but also knew that my journey uh, wanted me to lead into administration. So I got my master's degree fairly shortly Um, after starting my teaching career, I think year three, um, started looking for uh, admin positions. And I was grateful enough that um, our superintendent and our principal um, at the time, We were going through some growing spurts here at Milford and just through some um, different things where they needed more support in the office. And so uh, I think for two or three years, I was had the title of assistant principal, but taught full time. And then uh, eventually that rolled over into a full time assistant principal position here. Um, So I didn't have to move. Um, During that time, my wife got a business teaching position here. She had been at Heartland. Uh, for a couple years, and then Centennial for a couple years, and then uh, got the business teaching position here, so um, we were all in the same building, um, or at least my wife and I were, and then uh, yeah, life works in mysterious ways sometimes, and in really good ways, and um, we had a retirement at the elementary, and T.J. Meyer, who was the principal at the high school at the time, uh, decided he wanted to move over to the elementary, so he took the elementary, a uh, principal position and I was promoted to principal here and just finished my eighth year um, as principal, which is absolutely hard to believe that I've been in this role now for eight years and uh, <clears throat> I love it. I love what the principalship offers me. Um, I love what this community offers me um, and that one month old little girl um, when I moved here is graduating high school next week finally, we're finally having graduation next All week. Right
0: right Uh, wow i didn't realize that's when you had moved and you said that 2002 i'm like oh yeah she would be 18. yeah (laughs) so that makes sense that's yeah
1: so i've spent my entire career here um a little side note my uh my mentor my first year still my mentor because he's still in the building i will never forget this conversation it was uh right after uh, winter break that first year he came in just to check on me, as mentor should. And he said, "Do you see yourself being a lifer here, Brandon?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness! I've just completed like four months of teaching. I don't even know like where I'm going to be next week. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be here a year, two years, five years. Um, and now it's been 18. And uh, wow. Fitchner's still here across the hallway, and he's still a tremendous mentor to me. So this place is pretty special.
0: I love it." So take me through the. You were a shop teacher, right? Yep. And and how you um, found your why as an administrator, how that that transition went, and then we're going to dive into. You're really a storyteller, and you've got some really cool stories there with uh, a common interest we have in a in a writer and now business kind of consultant and Donald Miller. But take us through that transition and and how you took the things you learned teaching and have applied those as principal and supporting teachers.
1: So every career evolves, right? Um, You, you have a thought when you first start out and uh, life takes you in many different directions. And I think that's, what's happened to me. And um, you know, I think with most first year teachers um, your why revolves around either content or wanting to coach um, or having an impact um, on kids. And that why never changes, but I think how you get there uh, throughout your career does. And that is uh, definitely influenced by the experiences you have and the people you meet. And so as I went from being a classroom teacher where I just loved shop content, I loved building, I loved working with my hands, I loved welding. Um, I loved uh, seeing kids glow with uh, joy when they completed a project. None of that went away just because I moved into an administrator's role but how you work with kids and how you work with people um, does and my why has become so much more about my heart and um, helping each individual kid or staff member find their own why and um, I just had this conversation yesterday with our uh, director of Student services and um my vision for each kid when they leave this building and this ties into my whole days as uh as a shop teacher and what i'm trying to do as an administrator is there should be three things every high school kids leave with a passion one employable job skill and a purpose in life and if if i feel if we can get every graduate out the door with those three we've gave them a good start in life and um how we do that is part of the why. Also, we find creative ways to offer things. Uh, we set them up with uh, meeting people such as yourself. Um, yeah. I think we have a perfect example of that. And um, one of our graduates that now works uh, for you a little bit with tech yeah. help work. Um, you know, I think that's a prime example of finding your passion and purpose and and an employable job skill, like he's getting paid too. So I at least right. hope him a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's a paid position. Yeah, yeah, or will be. Yeah,
1: yeah. So passion, purpose, and employable job skill are, or love that what we focus on, or what I focus on, and then hopefully that gets delineated down to our staff and students. And um, I guess one last thing, and this this came from, um, um, oh shoot, I'm going to forget the author. It'll come back to me but um one thing that's become a part of my why over the last probably six years is um two phrases i'm proud of you and i love you and uh i'd, I'd never miss an opportunity to tell my students that um mm-hmm. one because they don't probably hear that every day and uh two i think everybody needs to hear that regardless of what happened regardless of what our relationship's like um because you're a student here and because I care about you, I'm proud of you and I love you. And, um, our kids hear that a lot from me. I hope it doesn't become watered down because I say so often, but, um, hopefully they feel that, um, I'm a pretty emotional guy. Um, (laughs) I get, I cry a lot. Um, (laughs) and the kids will tell you that. Um, but I also feel it's important that they know that. So, yeah, kind of a really absolutely. long answer to a lot of different why's in my
0: life. <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad that's that's exactly where I was hoping you go. And I learned so I didn't know that was some of the conversations you had with the with the kids, those three things. So that's definitely gonna be the highlight of this interview for sure to, to pass along to other educators and administrators that have their own way of, you know, preparing, you're really preparing kids for that next step in life, whether it's college or going into the workforce, whatever that is. So it's great. Uh, before I dive into the Donald Miller stuff, I do want to then bring up what, something that had a huge impact on my life when I came. I've interviewed you a couple different times with Class Intercom and just doing some video stuff on Strive side. Um, I've always leaned on you because you're a great content creator and, get, and really understand the impact that students can have uh, in doing that and giving them those opportunities. But you shared with me one day when I was in your office about an author. Uh, named Austin Cleon, and I don't have Steel Like an Artist uh, here in front of me, but I have now been following him, and this book has had a huge impact on my life. But you give every senior uh, a Steel Like an Artist, which is I think his first book, yeah. And you then you gave me that a copy of that, and then I ended up buying a bunch and gave it to our team. But how did that come about? And take us through that process. What you do with those seniors? Is that a Well, leadership class is that a uh what does that model kind of look like and how do you introduce them to that
1: so there's nothing formal with
0: it okay all right
1: uh, that's good i think it's an awesome book um and it leads into those um two of the three things but purpose can fit in there too but basically about passion and employability skills and um I don't have my copy in front of me either. I (laughs) do the interview, but um, I don't, I have no idea how I was exposed to Austin Kleon's book. I I don't, but it has changed my life um, in so many ways. And um, there's a quote on page 48 that basically is what talked to my heart and my soul. And it was, I'm not going to get it right, but something about um, write the books you want to write, Um, sing the songs you want to sing, create the content you want to see. Um, And I I think that's important for our students to know um, as they leave this place, um, this safe environment that they've been living in for 13 years or 18 years or however long they've been here um, and move on to something else and are trying to find their passion and purpose in life. but I think the really cool part about what Austin talks about in the book is, um, sometimes you have to do those jobs while you're trying to find it that you don't enjoy. Uh, yes. so don't just, you know, on a whim take off and, you know, become a starving artist because you still have to pay bills. Right. And you, you still have people to support and, um, but you can still do all these other things that are really cool and make a difference in the world. And so the last couple of years, um, through some very generous people. We have purchased uh, Steel Like an Artist for all of our seniors. Um, I use it uh, three times throughout the year. Um, I don't require them to read it, but um, I keep it in front of them at all times, whether it's through emails or um, talks, um, informally, formally. Um and we break it up into those, I think there's 10 chapters in Steal Like an Artist and just what those 10 can mean for them personally. But then we focus on that quote about, you know, write the books you want to read. And and <clears throat> I always tell them that um, I want to read your book. I want to listen to your music. Um, and, man, I just got choked up there <laughs> talking about <That's> it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want... I want you guys to influence life and, right. and that's how we do it. We do it through being creative, um, through the content we create. And that's not just putting out a selfie on Instagram. It's, it's doing meaningful work, um, while being meaningfully employed, um, in life. And so it's, it's been a life changing book. Um, you can get it on Amazon some days for like as cheap as five ninety nine. Um, so if if you're interested at all in in what the message is, pick it up. It's a cheap book yeah. that is so influential. And I reread it probably every three months. I've probably read the book fifty times. I don't know. But every time I read it, I pick up something yeah. out of it. And uh, it's just it's been a game changer for me
0: yeah i'm grateful for it and he's got some other books as well that's a, a great starting point for anybody especially at that age where you're you're trying to figure out who you are and you've got some skills and got some different ideas and you just don't know where to where to take that and uh so uh, kudos to you for doing that i i wanted you to share that so that other people that listen to this kind of go hey maybe i should you know try something like that or find find a grant or something like that to, to buy those books for, for my seniors. So, yeah. all right, I want to dive into you kind of really grabbed a hold of this idea kind of about the same time, I think, or maybe even before I kind of discovered this whole sharing your story theme and bringing that into schools. And Donald Miller, who you actually, you probably knew about him before I did. Uh, I'm not sure how I landed on him, but another common interest we have uh, that you shared with me a couple years ago that you're like, yeah, I actually went to a a workshop uh, with Donald Miller. And I was like, what take me through that. And then the result of that, I think became a theme for your entire school, right? Yeah. Um, this is, you can sum it
1: up. I know it's probably a long story. No, it's a pretty amazing (laughs) story. And I will keep it as brief as possible because one you can kind of keep brief, um, it was it was literally like this magical moment and um so milford public schools has two buildings elementary the street junior senior high school where i'm sitting at um for years we had been uh two separate buildings like we had our own themes each year um, outside of professional development um pretty um pretty much just two separate entities the elementary building the junior senior high school building um, our superintendent came to the administrators in 2010 and said, look, we're going to have one theme and we're going to have a theme that sticks from year to year. We're not, we're not going to do turtles at the elementary school and P90X at the high school anymore. Um, we can do P90X, but we're going to do k K-12, um, or we're going to do turtles and it's, but it's going to be PK-12. Um, and so we were looking for a, a book or something to tie it together and we weren't having much luck and. Um, TJ Meyer again, who was principal in this building, I was assistant principal, um, was talking to one of our board members and the board member suggested, Hey, how about you read this book called a million miles in a thousand years by Donald Miller. So he gave it to TJ, TJ read it and fell in love with it immediately. And he's like, I think this is, can be what we use. And he gave it to me, fell in love with it immediately. Um, gave it to a few other people, hated it. Um, there is a love hate relationship with this book. Either you love it and you think it's a top five book ever or you cannot get past page 30. Um, it's, it's either, or there doesn't seem to be many people that are um, in the middle. But anyway, so we read this book and TJ and uh, his wife, who also taught here at Milford um, at the time we're starting to like, just kind of coming up with possible themes that came out of this book. Um, if you haven't read a million miles in a thousand years, um, Donald Miller is writing a screenplay about his life and the people he's writing the screenplay about said, your life isn't interesting enough. You need to make it better. So he's like, I need to write a better story for himself. So he goes on a, a bunch of these self finding adventures, um, by drives his bike across America, um, hikes, the, um, um, Machu Picchu, um, hikes up to Machu Picchu, Inca Trail, there you go. Um in Peru. Um and does all of these stories. He canoes in the inlet, meets Bob Goff, which is another tremendously awesome story. <laughs> wow. And Bob Goff's an amazing person too. But anyway, so um from that we come up we made a list just like you do with any of these things when you're talking about vision, mission, purpose. Um and out of that um from this book came the theme of, um everyone has a story, make yours we're telling. And we like once TJ said that it's like, that's it, that's that's what we're gonna use. And it, um, I just got chills again, cause I remember mm-hmm. where we were standing when it happened. And um, that was 10 years ago. And so for the past 10 years, we've been helping students write better stories for themselves and um, the impact of that one moment, um, we never, it's one of those things you hope happens sometime in your career. um, But you can never really plan for it. You, you, um, you plan and plan and plan. And then sometimes the best laid plans are ones you never predicted. And that's exactly what happened here. So um, we have used, uh, everyone has a story makers we're telling since 2010. So that we're we're on our 10 year anniversary coming up here on that theme. And, um, our students know it, um, our patrons know it. Um, hopefully the Nebraska educational world knows it to some extent, cause <laughs> we try to promote it as much as possible in that way of telling stories. Um, but yeah, it all, all came from the Donald Miller Miller book, a million miles and a thousand years. And, um, really everything we do relating back to even mission and vision for the district, goes back to that, that one phrase that that's her motto. So it's It's huge.
0: Yeah, it's huge. We, we, as people need those things to rally around, right? And a lot of times that gets lost in a school. Uh, There's confusion. And that really has molded your brand, right? When you talk about, we had a conversation with some educators, I know you did and separately with some folks about your school's brand. And that's, that's what it's all about is finding that common theme that you guys can all rally around. And sometimes that gets lost. I think in a school as you have kids, you know, different waves of kids with different skill sets and different parents and all that. But you, you have that thing to lean on and that foundation. You never have to worry about that. Um, You know, a good class coming in and really raising the bar and then a bad class coming in. You don't have to worry about that as much. I think, um, you may dis. I'm not in a school, but I just, I think about that from my experience because we had a bad class, a a class that got in trouble a lot, but we didn't have anything to like rally around, right? Everyone was kind of doing their own thing, going on their own path. And you have a theme like that. uh, And administrators like you to kind of push that and say things like I'm proud of you, man, gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, you're
1: absolutely correct where It's it's that thing that everything centers around and so like when we have discipline issues um, from from that theme, we created Eagle Pride, which is eight words that we think everybody that anything can be related to, but it goes back Mm -hmm. to writing a better story for yourself. So if we have a kid with a discipline issue in our office, we're like, hey, where'd you miss here? You weren't trustworthy. You weren't uh, you weren't um, being a good citizen but you aren't writing a better story for yourself. And, and so, yeah, it makes all of those conversations, um, so much easier. And, um, as an administrative team, we did an interview with NCSA a number of years back. And, um, like it was one of those magical moments again. They're like, why do you think this works so well? And it's because everybody can relate to story, right? Like we all know story. We all know, um, the plot line, the, the, the climax, the, you know, that everybody can relate to that. And so that, I think what makes it easier for us to sell that, um, to our kids is they understand story, you know, and, and it, it, it's really cool (laughs) that uh, this all unfolded the way it did. Cause I don't think you could have went to a workshop and, you know, in three days sat down with your admin team and said, okay, we're gonna come up with a theme and it's gonna have a 10 year lasting impact.
0: Yeah, it's no way that that. Yeah, that's so cool. All right, Um, we we have went on kind of a path that I was hoping we would. So I'm gonna trim this a little bit, but I do want to have you share a little bit, you know, as a shop teacher to administrator and, you love photography like where does where does that come from has that always kind of been in you to, to create content I want to dive into that from a personal perspective you you journal you do a lot of writing you're a content creator and you do it for the school you do it personally try to inspire your students to do the same thing where does where do you think that comes from and you have anything you kind of look back in your life and you go okay yeah that was that makes sense now why I love going to uh, Western Nebraska and taking these amazing photos or did it just kind of evolve? Uh, the answer is Nope. I have no clue,
1: but <laughs> <Okay. long. laughs> that's
0: all right.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I got my first camera when I was 23, 24. I mean, I was okay. already teaching. Um, you know, I didn't shoot yearbook in high school. Like I, right. I don't know. I picked up a Canon. It was a film camera, still 35 millimeter Canon Rebel. I assume I still have it at home. Um, started shooting and kind of just fell in love with the medium and what it could do. And it goes back to telling stories, right? Like you can tell a story yeah. in a snapshot, and um, it 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 really evolved. So for a couple of years, when Kalen was really young, I I was really into it. You know, being a new dad, you take a billion pictures. Um, and then it got really expensive because you're, you're <laughs> developing all the film and like one out of 24 pictures in a roll turns out. Um, and then I was in grad school and life just got busy. We had another kid and uh, then we had another kid and um, <laughs> probably around 2012, probably around the time we met. Um, yeah. I got my first, uh, DSLR digital. Um, and that like obviously changed my world because You just take a million pictures, right? And you can delete them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I didn't have to worry about going to Walmart and dropping them in the (laughs) one-hour
0: spot and picking them back up. Um, And so kids don't know about that. If (laughs) if there's some kids watching the last ten years, they don't know about what's film. Um.
1: So yeah, I just I fell in love with the the um, process, and I think it was more of a learning thing, like. Yeah, I wanted to challenge be, you. Yeah, I wanted to be really good at this. Um, and I wasn't. And I don't. I still don't think I'm very good, but I yeah. try. And uh, it's really pushed me um, to do something outside of the educational field that I can totally bring back and use in the educational field, um, right. creating content for the school and Um, so now I, I bring my camera to nearly every basketball, volleyball, football game. I I may not shoot just depending on how I'm feeling or if we have other things going on that I don't have time to shoot. I just don't, but it's always there with me. Um, I've gotten some really cool shots, (laughs) you know, just picking up the camera. Like one of the best shots I ever took was at district wrestling four years ago. And I was sitting next to the newspaper lady from the Seward County independent. We were chatting all of a sudden. Jev and Sidors' matches up. And I literally picked my camera up and started shooting here because he was lifting the kid off the mat. And I caught the shot where his feet are off the ground and the other kid is splatled like this, legs <laughs> spread wide, ready to be returned to the mat. So both of them are off the mat. And it was oh, my. I, I literally was shooting from the hip and 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 got it. So like those like those really cool things that happen through photography. Um, and then the opposite of that, like learning a new skill through it. And uh, in May, I took a trip out to Western Nebraska um, and shot night photography for the first time. But I had studied up, I had watched YouTube videos. I had, I actually bought a magazine at Barnes and Noble. Um, who buys magazines anymore <laughs> too? Um, about it, about specifically how to shoot astrophotography. And that was wow. the challenge part, right? Like, how could I do this? And then, I get up, I'm in Toadstool Park and and it's pitch black out. I can't find my way back down the mountain and, or mountain hill, whatever they are. At, at Toadstool. <laughs> and so like it became a life lesson too. Like life can become pretty disorienting really quickly if you aren't paying attention. And that's what happened here. And um, I obviously found my way back down the hill and back to my campsite. But yeah, just the lessons you learn through photography, not only the photography part, but life lessons too. And um yeah, I love shooting. I love finding unique places. Um, I love the challenge of editing. Um, I talked to Marcus Shear, I think it was after state wrestling this year, um yeah. about editing photos and uh for sports photography. And he asked me like w- what filter are you using or whatever, uh in Lightroom or preset. There you go, preset. Yeah. I, said, I I just make I just find something I like on um on Instagram or Twitter from like LSU. LSU was huge at the time. They were coming off the national championship. We we're putting yeah. out really cool content. And I loved um, I loved how their pictures looked. And so I went in and tried to replicate that. Um, cool. Nebraska baseball was just firing up and they were using this really cool matte finish type thing so um, I just type in YouTube, Map finish in Lightroom or something like that. And it came up with like 800 videos and it's like a little slider that all you have to do. And you're like, Whoa, like my picture has that look now. And so um, yeah, I have zero formal training in photography, Lightroom, any of that, but YouTube's amazing. So um, yeah. Uh, ben, I've, I've I feel like an artist. About, yeah. Uh, about a lot of that too. So um, yeah. Yeah. You're influenced by those you see. And And, uh, Marcus and Ben are two of the best and they're right here and I can text them or call them when I have a question, which I need to more often. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's a cool community to be a part of when you're creating content and, you know, we've met in the past, like, Hey, I've got this idea for this thing. Like you feel like you can share that with, with folks and they're not going to judge you or go well, duh, you just move the slider here, right? They're like, oh yeah, have you tried this? And they're always going to push you to the next level because we're all trying to to learn new things through creating content, whether it be photography, video, writing, uh, graphic design. You know, your wife has really uh, grabbed a hold of that with her students and I know you do too. So it's, it's fun to see people take things and then go to that next level. And I think that all stems from, you know, the Donald Miller stuff, Austin Cleon, and and being inspired by our students. So, Brandon, fun conversation. Good to catch up with you. I know you're preparing for whatever the school year looks like. We're we're recording this here late July, uh, but appreciate you jumping on and, and sharing your story. How can people connect with you on on social or you've got a blog too? I know.
1: Yeah, I've got a faltering blog, but I've got a blog. Um, so. Uh, I'm B Moinkle um, on Twitter. It'd be the best way to get a hold of me. Um, honestly, call me, text me, DM me anytime. I'd love to chat. Um, these are the best conversations we have is when I get to talk to Taylor and, and <laughs> talk through some things. And I we've talked about a lot of ideas over the years, and some of them have just still been ideas. But uh, yeah. you you push me to push forward with some of them, and. Um, so if there's any other people out there in the community that would love to chat, I'd love to chat with them. So, um, be uh, dot Weebly.com, uh, is my blog. Um, Instagram, I'm be I'm be pretty much anywhere. There isn't many bmoinkles in the world. So um, <laughs> look me up and, um, I'm on medium too. be on medium, um, as well. And I'm hoping to have something maybe put up today on there. Um, Okay. Kind of a life, uh, an end of the story story,
0: maybe. If okay. I get, they will see. All right, awesome. Well, thanks, Brandon, for joining. And uh, I will uh, put put in the show notes your your links where to find find everybody. If you want to put that in a Google Doc, I can copy and paste that. So, awesome. Well, thank you guys for watching. This is another episode of Taylor Talks with Brandon Mo-Winkle, uh from Milford, Nebraska today. Thanks, everybody. And have a great rest of your day. Thanks for watching or listening. See ya.